Welcome to the Fat Talks podcast. Here we will share lessons to help you on your business and fitness journey. I'll be sharing practical solutions from building my business and having mind-opening conversations with amazing personalities too. My name is Tommy Rotimi. I'm the founder and creative director of Exclamations by Tommy Rotimi, a proudly Nigerian premium ready-to-wear brand I founded almost two decades ago. I'm also the author of the best-selling book, Fat Transfer from Waistline to Bottom Line, a book on life lessons for fitness and business. Welcome to Fat Talks. Hello, welcome to my podcast. Another day, another episode. I'm so excited to talk about this because it's something that I am currently figuring out. And as you know, I'm all about being a wholesome business person, a wholesome human being, managing my health and my wealth and taking steps towards making my life generally better. And that's what I hope for you too. We are not supposed to be just one thing. We're not just supposed to be um, big money earning business people or six pack (laughs) brandishing uh, athletes. We're supposed to be whole people. Our mental, physical and financial well-being, they are all important and they are all connected. You know, I just thought to remind you what these podcasts are about now. And um, you you know that this really started with my journey. And it all came together in my book, Fat Transfer, from Waistline to Bottom Line, where I was trying to draw parallels between my fitness journey and my business journey, my life to health and wealth, to growing my health and growing my, my wealth. Um, so that's what we're talking about today as usual. So I'm talking today about overwhelm, avoiding it and managing it. This is super, super relevant at this time because I know a lot of us are being stretched. We are being stretched to do more because we need to earn more and to earn more, we need to be more because all over the world, there is some inflation going on, riding on the back of what we have all gone through with COVID and his impact on our collective economies. So we are all being forced to earn more. And, you know, if you're trying to earn more, it means you will be stretched. <clears throat> Excuse me. You will be stretched in your mind. You'll be stretched with um, your skill and all you need to do. And which we mean, you know, you're doing a bit more than you used to. And some of us are in a season of our lives that are generally making more demands on us. Whether we're in a season where we're starting a family, a season where we are transitioning, you know, relocating. A lot of us are finding ourselves in that position where we're relocating. Some of us are helping our children transition into adulthood. Some of us are coping with um, our children becoming teenagers, some of us are dealing with the realities of um, retirement. And of course, some of us are transitioning from being um, employers 
or rather from being employees to employers of labor. And some people live in the other way around, some who have had to let go of their own businesses to take on um, paid employment, you know, because of the circumstances in their lives and the circumstances this season has presented. So a lot of us are going through changes. I know this because I speak to people all the time, people within my network, my friends, and all of us are in a season of transition. And no matter how strong you are, no matter how mature you are, no matter what kind of life experiences you are, transitioning will bring change that will stretch you will make demands on you and will possibly overwhelm you. I say this because I want it to be a feeling you anticipate and you expect. Because when you anticipate and you expect it, then you can prepare for it. And preparation is power. You know that if you follow me in any way. Preparation, preparation, preparation. Preparation is everything. Preparing mentally, physically, spiritually, and even financially for the impending change and the overwhelm that might come with it is super important. And one of the ways we can prepare is to prepare with new habits and new skills that can help us in managing that season. So that's what I'm talking about today. I want to release you from the strong woman or strong man syndrome that is killing so many people so that when you do begin to experience this and you recognize it i want you to know that it is human it is expected it is commonplace all the cool, all the cool kids are doing it you know if you go through scripture if you're a christian you see that you know some of the greatest men of faith moses abraham even jesus all went through seasons of overwhelm and all had to deal with it through divine um, intervention, of course. And that grace is available to all of us as well. So that's what I'm talking about today. Overwhelm, recognizing it, managing it, dealing with it, expecting it because it is coming. If you're going through change, it is coming. So how do you manage overwhelm? How am I managing overwhelm? Am I coping with it? One of the things with overwhelm, first of all, starts with your mind. <clears throat> Excuse me, I don't know why I'm coughing so much. It starts with your mind, right? You are thinking of a million and one things at a time. Because you are going through a million and one things at a time. So you're thinking of, oh, how the children are going to settle? How am I going to make more money? How am I going to keep my health in check? How am I going to manage my mortgage? How am I going to pay for the children's fees? How am I managing, you know, um, my business and my employers? How am I um, taking on more and becoming more? Like there's so much, you know, that you have to think about in the season of transitioning. And you find that the overwhelm starts, first of all, in your head because you have too many tabs open. And that is me just drawing parallels between you thinking of a lot of things and you literally having a lot of tabs open on your system or your desktop, you know, your laptop, whatever. And you know what happens when you have a lot of tabs open? Your system gets a bit slower, doesn't it? it and so to get the most out of that um, system, what you do is you, you close some tabs, right? 
that's exactly what I want you to do with all the thoughts that are in your mind. When you find yourself thinking of a lot of things, you need to close those tabs. How do you close the tabs in your head? It's the same way you close the tabs on your um on your desktop, on your system, or your laptop. You you close them by, you know, dealing with them. So how do I close tabs? You know, a dear dear friend of mine um brought this to my attention recently. Something I knew, but in the moment I kind of had forgotten. And you know that's what overwhelm does for you. Even the skills that you already have and the solutions that are within reach, you seem to ignore them because you are imploding. You are thinking so much of this situation as a problem that you begin to implode. You self-destruct and you don't see the solutions that are within reach. So write them down. My dear friend, if she's listening to this, I want to say to her, Inka, thank you so much for that advice. It did a lot for me. She said to me, go and write them down, you know. And the moment she said it, it hit me that that was exactly what I was supposed to do. When you write it down, you know, there is even science to back up the fact that you are closing that tab. You are taking it from your head to a sheet of paper. You are moving it from a place of stress to a place where you can look at it and deal with it, right? And you can be pragmatic and realistic. You can look at the options you have and you can begin to make decisions that would help you move forward. When it stays in your head, it's taking up space, it's clogging you up, it's creating stress and it's preventing you from moving forward. When you write it down and you see it in plain view, you can begin to break it down to um, actionable steps, right? So write it down. So this is what I did. I had all these things in my head. I'm thinking of a million and one things. And I started, I took it down one by one. Number one, A. Number two, B. Number three, C. Four, D. Then I took number one and started looking at it. Why is this thing causing me stress? Or what can I do to um, move forward with this? I did this. It took me Honestly, it took me like 30 minutes to do this and I had clarity. I had to send my dear sister and friend a message immediately to say thank you. I had clarity. It was like magic. I had clarity and I no longer felt the stressors. I no longer felt the stress. So write it down. Number two, after writing down all the issues that you have, I want you to start prioritizing them. This is the next step that will totally, totally obliterate um, overwhelm from you, if you can do this. Nothing is really as urgent as you think it is when you look at it within the context of your life. When you don't look at it within um, comparison or what is expected, right, or unrealistic timelines, when you look at the things within the larger context of your life, you start to prioritize that really, if this doesn't happen, will the world end? What do I really have to lose by letting this go or by taking this on as the case may be? Being this practical and unbiased 
about the situation. Almost like you trying to take the emotions out of the situation and looking at things in um, in an unbiased way will take the pressure off and allow you to be critical, even of yourself. So that's number two. Be critical. Prioritize. How important is this thing? You know, when I did this thing, it, I almost want to say, and I know it may sound like an exaggeration, I think this move saved me from a mental breakdown. Being able to prioritize. So I looked at everything and I said, you know what? I don't need to do this now. I can do it later. I don't need to do it right now. The moment I moved that away, it gave room for things that were more important for me at this time. And it reduced my stress. It reduced my overwhelm. It quite literally even changed my prayer point. It took the pressure and the edge off me. It was amazing. You know, so I want you to prioritize. For some people, you may need to do this with a friend, with a partner, with a mentor. Whichever way you need to look at the list of the things that are causing you stress. And consider maybe more realistic timelines. Or if these things are even important, you know, altogether. So prioritizing. So look at your list and begin to prioritize. What has to happen now? What can happen later? What do I need to just take off the list all together? You know, be a self-critic. Consider which things are there because you think you are obligated to have it there. Which things are there because they will be nice to have, but are they necessary? Which things are there because you are just downright comparing yourself with other people and what they have achieved? So be your own best critic and make those decisions. Then decide what should be on the list in terms of what's important, you know, in the moment. Number three, this is my favorite actionable next steps. You know, everything is doable if you break it down to baby steps. Everything. There's a natural next step that you can take with everything for some people the next step practically is just you know research going to google and check what this thing is about and what opportunities exist around it research for some people and everybody can research everybody can who has access to the internet can take an an actionable next step of research right of just googling this thing for some people, your your actionable next step is a phone call. So just, you know what, get over yourself and the fear of rejection. Take your phone, pick it up, and make that phone call to that person who might be able to help you or who, who might be able to give you advice. That is so important that we recognize what the next baby step is. And I, I emphasize on the next baby step because a lot of us always think of our next step as, you know, big, giant, you know, intimidating leaps. There is a time and a season and a place for that. But for most of us, our progressions are incremental. One small baby step at a time. We can all afford it. We all have enough gusto, gusto, gusto 
to do this. We all have enough courage to do this, to take the next baby step. It's not as overwhelming when you see there's a next baby step. Because what I find is the next step opens you up, both mentally, spiritually, and physical, to what the next step should be right after that. And it's the cumulative effect of your movements that take you to where you need to be right so stop looking at your destination or your goal as this big hairy monster that is difficult to you know to attain right instead look at it as progression as incremental um, movement look at it as one foot in front of the other one step in front of the other as baby steps that move you towards your goal right so that's next what are your actionable next steps right and break it down to what is doable, right? So in my case, my first actionable next next step was really quite interesting. It was a phone call. It was a phone call. I made that phone call and it gave even more clarity as to what my, you know, subsequent next step should be. And it's been freeing to know that what I want to do and all I am trying to achieve, they are within reach if I can break them down to this next step. And the next step is never that daunting. It really isn't. Right. So um, I think that was number three. Number four, what do you do? What do you do where you've broken it down to actionable next step? This is the, this is the big one. Move. Do it. This is where you actually need the hype. And you need the courage. Because faith without works is there. We know that, right? You have to have the faith. At some point, you need to step out. You need to actually do something. When you've broken it down to actionable next steps, the next step is to do it. Is to do it. To free yourself of the fear. To realize that fear is a mirage. It's not real. Fear is you um, coming up with worst case scenarios in your head that are not real. Most of us are more creative with our bad worst case scenarios than, um, than what is actually our reality. You know, we come up with these crazy worst-case scenarios. What of best-case scenarios? You know, you become what you focus on. You know, and that's one thing I live my life by. I think if I had a mantra, it is, you know, me knowing and accepting that I become what I focus on. So I'm very, very, very deliberate about focusing on good. In, in good news, good people, good conversations. Um, if I speak to people and it's all about, you know, gloom and doom and never perspective of, um, you know, things can get better and will get better. I try to avoid spending a lot of time with these people because we all have a bit of gloom, you know, if we choose to focus on it. You know, so, you know, you need to actually begin to focus on what is possible. Feed your faith, people. Feed your faith. How do you feed your faith? By reading books, reading autobiographies, the movies you watch, the people you talk to, the conversations you have, you know, um, the books you read, all these things, right? They feed your faith. And as your faith grows, you begin to see um, the fruit, right, of that faith. You know, there is a science behind thinking and focusing on good things and, and um being ambitious and focusing on possibilities. You know, there's science to, to back up the fact that once you start doing this, then your brain becomes wired to make these things happen. And then intuitively, you start making moves towards this thing you're seeing in your head because that's how the brain 
you know, works. So the more you focus on negativity, the more your brain begins to, you know, bring up suggestions on how to make this negative um, stuff happen in your life. And, you know, we, we don't want that, right? So start focusing on good. Feed your faith. Speak. Stay away from people who are trying to um, always... Um, show what is negative in the world. If you have to stay away from the news for a minute, do that, right? These are the things that will feed your faith and eventually, you know, will move you to action, right? So that's it. That's it. That's it. I really do hope this has helped you because even talking about it has helped me. Um, And again, realize that overwhelm is unhealthy. As we go older, you know, our minds also need to become stronger you know and overwhelm weakens your mind right so avoid it like a plague speak to people who can help you unburden write these things down close these tabs in your head right and begin to take actionable baby steps right towards your goal that's it for today thank you so much for listening thank you for always tuning in thank you for all the people who are back since my you know hiatus um thank you for listening and um, for sharing these podcasts with your network please do this a lot of people need to hear what we hear here what we share here so um don't keep it to yourself share this podcast with somebody who needs to hear it sometimes you know when you share your perspective with a loved one because they've kind of taken you for granted and the familiarity between both both of you, they may not respect or um, appreciate your opinion or your advice. But when they listen to somebody else um, who they know isn't biased, who is not connected to them, who they may consider as an authority, then they may be more open to accepting the advice and making the moves. So that's the good thing about sharing podcasts like this. You know, they could resonate with somebody and they could be a lifeline for somebody. So don't keep this to yourself, please. Um, I, I record these things to help people. The more people that can listen to it, the more people can be helped. Right. So please um, share this with somebody, you know, needs to listen. And if you are that person, listen to it over and over and over again right listen to it multiple multiple times until you incarnate these things it becomes a part of you it forms the way you think it forms the way you intuitively behave and you begin to demonstrate some of these things that we talk um even naturally because you have incarnated um these things so please listen anytime i listen to a podcast or read a book that really uh, resonates with me I read these this book over and over again. I listen to the podcast or the ebook or the audio audiobook. I listen to it over and over again until it becomes part of my narrative and my vocabulary and you know the way I think and then intuitively I start to do some of these things, right? It's so important. So put this thing on replay and listen to it over and over again and begin to practice some of the things that we have suggested here, right? All right, that's it. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Don't forget to get the book, Fat Transfer from Waistline to Bottom Line. Um, Read the book and share with your network. You know where to get it. You can get it on Amazon. And, you know, there are a host of other bookshops you can get it. You can also get it on my website, 
www.tomirotimi.com. You can get the book and all the other links to get it on my website. Thank you so very much for listening. Speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This was an amazing episode. Please subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Also, buy the book. Bad Transfer from Westline to Bottom Line is available on Amazon and also on www.tomirotimi.com. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what resonated with you in the episode or in the book by tagging me on Instagram at tommy.rotimi or tag the book page Fat Transfer by Tommy. Looking forward to the next episode. Tune in, please. Thank you and bye.